Hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I'm Tony Newmark. This is Parsha Kitetse on Pure Loop Shot. Let's go. So Parsha Kitetse, the first Aliyah, is split up into these sections. Female captives of war, rights of a firstborn son, and the rebellious son. So the first section that we're going to begin with, the female captives of war. If you go and defeat your enemies, and you find from among your enemies a beautiful woman, and you desire her, you are able to take her back to your house, back to your home, and the process is that she should shave her head and let her nails completely grow out and she should take off her clothing that she was wearing and she should stay in your house for a month so that she can mourn the loss of her father and mother that were killed in your conquering of that nation. And after a month, you can go and marry her. But if you do not desire her, you cannot sell her for money. You should let her go and do as she pleases. You cannot keep her as a slave either. Because when you come to her nation and you take over her nation, you've afflicted her. Next section is the rights of a firstborn son. So if a man has two wives, one wife who he loves and one wife who he hates, and he has a child from each of these wives, and the firstborn, his firstborn, is from the wife that he hates. And the secondborn, obviously, is from the wife that he loves. When the father gives his inheritance to his two sons, he cannot give precedence to the secondborn son, even though he loves the, the son's mother more. He still has to respect that the son from the mother, who he hates, still takes precedence as being the firstborn, because this is the process of the firstborn, and he has that right to it. Next section, the section of the rebellious son. So, if someone has a son who is rebellious and he doesn't listen to the words of his father and mother, the Ben Sorai Ramore, he does not listen to anything that his parents say, the mother and father should take him to the elders of that city. And they should say that this son is rebellious and deviant and he doesn't listen to our voice. Then the people of the city should stone him and they should kill him and the evil will be wiped out from among them and people will know not to do this because they will see this occurrence and they will be afraid. The second Aliyah is split up into these sections. Hanging and burial process, care for another's property, cross-dressing, and sending away the mother bird from their nest. So firstly, the hanging and burial process. If a man commits a sin for which he deserves to be hanged, you should hang him on a tree, but you should not leave him there overnight. Rather, you should bury him that day because leaving a person on a tree hanging overnight is an offense to God. The next section is caring for another's property. So, if you see your fellow's ox or sheep wandering, you should not ignore it, you should not turn a blind eye. You should go out and return them to your brother. But if they're not there, and you don't know who they are, and you find this ox or sheep, you should bring them into your own house until this person goes out and seeks them out, and then you should return it to them. 
and you should do the same for their donkey, or you should do the same for their clothes, or any lost property that you see. You shouldn't ignore it. You should not turn a blind eye. And if you see your brother's donkey that it has fallen, you should go and help him pick it up. Next section is a section of cross-dressing. Men's clothing cannot be worn by a woman, and women's clothing cannot be worn by a man. And whoever does this is an abomination against Hashem, against God. Next section, sending away the mother bird from its nest. So if you encounter a bird's nest on the street and you want to take the baby birds or the eggs for yourself, you shouldn't take the mother with you. You should send away the mother and then that way you can take the eggs and you can benefit from the nest. And that way you'll have a long life. The third aliyah, the aliyah of she is split up into these sections. Constructing guardrails, forbidden mixtures, defamation of a married woman, violations of intimacy, and prohibited marriages. So the first section, constructing guardrails, when you build a new house, you have to put guardrails on the roof so that someone doesn't fall and you do not have blood in your house. The next section speaks about forbidden mixtures. So you cannot plant a vineyard with mixed seeds together because whatever grows from that seed mixture will become forbidden. And you cannot plow your land with an ox and a donkey together. You cannot wear a mixture of wool and linen together. And the commandment that you should wear twisted threads, also known as tzitzit, on the four corners of your garment. Now the next section is the defamation of a married woman. So if a man marries a woman and he makes the accusation that when he married her, she was not a virgin, and the father and mother of the woman that he married go out and say that this man is making false accusations against their daughter. So they would take this case to the elders of the city and they would see the garment and use that as proof of whether or not she was actually a virgin when they were first married. And if they find that he was lying, he was making this accusation, they would fine the man for lying and defaming the name of this woman and her family. And he should give 100 silver shekels to her father and she must remain his wife. He cannot send her away. But if they find out that what he was saying was true and she was not a virgin, then they should take her out to the entrance of her father's house and they should stone her to death because this is a disgrace to Israel. Next section is dealing with violations of intimacy. So if a man is found sleeping with a married woman, then both of them should be put to death. Now, if a man finds a virgin uh, who's just married to a man, another man, uh, she, he finds him in the city and they sleep together, then both of them should be stoned. And the reason for this is because the girl should be stoned because they were in the city and she didn't cry out against it. And the man should be stoned because he's sleeping with another man's wife. But if a man finds a virgin who was just newly married to another man, if he finds her in the field and he overpowers her and he sleeps with her, then only the man should die. The girl should not die because it was in the field and there was nothing she could do about it. There's no one she could cry out to. But the man should die because he did a sin that is equivalent to murder. Now, if a man finds a virgin who is not married to another man and he takes her and sleeps with her, then the man must give 50 silver coins to the woman's father and she must become his wife and he cannot send her away. Now the next section talks about prohibited marriages. So a man cannot marry his father's wife. Uh, someone with damaged private parts cannot enter the congregation of the Jewish people. And a mamzer cannot enter the congregation of a Jewish people. Even their 10th generation cannot enter the Jewish people. 
Now for an Amoni and a Moavi, uh, even their 10th generation as well cannot um, enter the Jewish people, the congregation, you cannot marry them uh, because they did not greet the Jewish people with bread when they were leaving Egypt and they were not welcoming to us. They also hired Bilaam to curse the Jews, uh, so you should never seek peace with them or anything good with them. The fourth Aliyah finishes off this section. I'm just going to finish this one section by saying that you should not hate the nation of Edom or uh, the Egyptians. You should not hate Edom because they are your brother, and you should not hate the Egyptians because you were residents in their land. And people, children who were born to they, these nations, Edom and the Egyptians, in the third generation may enter into the congregation of Israel. The remainder of the fourth Aliyah is split up into these sections. The sanctity of the camp, providing refuge for fleeing slaves, modesty, interest, and fulfilling pledges. So this next section is the sanctity of the camp. So when you go out as a camp against your enemies, you should make sure to stay away from all evil. So if there's someone among you who there was an occurrence at night that something inappropriate happened, um, then he should go outside the camp and he shouldn't come back to camp until he goes in the mikvah, until he goes dips in the water. And then he should come when the sun sets back to camp. Additionally, you should have a designated place outside of camp for you to go to the bathroom and when you take your weapons you should bring with you a shovel that when you go to the bathroom outside of camp you can cover it with dirt because when you are going out as a camp God is with you and he should not be near the immortality of the human being. Next section is providing refuge for a fleeing slave. So if a slave is running from his master and he comes to you, you should not go and hand him back to his master. He should reside among you and you should not oppress him. The next section speaks about modesty. So a Jewish girl cannot be promiscuous. A Jewish boy should not be promiscuous. And you should not bring anything, an animal or whatsoever that was used in exchange to pay for prostitution. Nothing used for that exchange should be brought to the house of God because that is an abomination against Hashem. The next section is the section about interest. You should not charge interest on your brother. No interest of money or food in, or any other item that you could charge interest on it. You cannot do that to your brother, but you should do that to a Gentile. But again, you should not charge it to your brother because God will bless all the work of you and your brothers. The next section is fulfilling pledges. So when you make a vow to Hashem, you better not delay in paying it off because Hashem will exact it one way or another. God will exact it one way or another and it's not a sin to make this vow, but just be careful what is uttered from your lips. The fifth aliyah, the Aliyah Hamishi, deals with two sections, employees' rights and divorce. So in employees' rights, when you're working for your fellow, in his vineyard, you can eat as many grapes as you want until you're satisfied, but you cannot take them in a container home. As well as if you are working uh, in a field with grain for your fellow, if you're working for him, you could take as much grain as you want, but you cannot take it home. Next section talks about divorce. So if a man marries a woman and he finds that she does not find favor in his eyes anymore and he sees that she is immoral, he can divorce her, so he can write a bill of divorce and give it to her and send her away. Now, if she goes and she marries another man, and he as well does not find her to be suitable for a woman for him, and he divorces her, or if her second husband dies, her first husband cannot go and marry her again because she is now considered forbidden to him. So the sixth Aaliyah, the Aliyah of Shishi 
consists of the sections of newlyweds, debt collection, kidnapping a Jewish person, caution with saras, and security for loans. Now, if a man has newly married a woman, he does not have any obligation to go to the army, nor is there any duty imposed on him because he should be at home for the first year. The next section of debt collection is that someone cannot take a millstone as a loan or as security because that is a security of life. The next section of kidnapping a Jewish person, if someone kidnaps their fellow Jew and enslaves them and tries to sell them, the kidnapper shall be put to death. In the next section, the Torah commands us to be careful of Tzaras and to listen to the Kohanim. And we should remember what Hashem did to Miriam on our journey out of Egypt. The next section is security for loans. So if you take a security from someone um, that you were loaning them money, then you cannot take their security by you going into their house. You must wait outside their house and they will bring out the security to you. Also, if you are taking security from someone who is poor, you must return that security to them by the end of the day by sunset because they should not go to sleep without their garments. And it will be considered that you have done a righteous act by doing it in this way. The final aliyah of this Parsha, Shvi, is broken up into these following sections. Paying wages on time, testimony of relatives, the convert, widow, and the orphan, administering lashes, Leverite marriage, or the Yibum process, penalty of embarrassment, correct weights and measurements, and remembering Amalek. So the first section of paying your wages on time, if you are employing a poor person, you have to pay them on time. You cannot wait until the next day. You must pay them by sunset of that day. Next, the testimony of relatives. A father cannot be put to death by his son, and a son cannot be put to death by his father. The next section is considering the convert, the widow, and the orphan. So you must not pervert the judgment against a convert or an orphan, uh, and you should not take the widow's garment as security. So you have to remember that you were slaves and I am God who is telling you to do this. That way you should listen to me. So when you reap your harvest in your field and you forget some grains and you want to go back and take it, you should leave it because that should be left for the convert, the orphan, and the widow. Also, when you beat your olive tree and uh, your best produce should not be taken with you because that should remain for the convert, the orphan, and the widow. And finally, when you pick your grapes, you should leave the young grapes for the convert, the orphan, and the widow. The next section talks about administering lashes. So if there's a quarrel that is made between two people, one person is found innocent and one person is found guilty, the guilty person should be getting lashes. And the way this works is that the judge um, should set him aside and he should bend over and he should give him these lashes. And it should be 40 lashes and he should not give him more. The Torah also adds here, do not muzzle an ox while it is threshing. The next section is the process of the leveret marriage of the Yibum process. So if two brothers are alive at the same time and one of the brothers is married but does not have any children and he passes away, his wife cannot marry outside of the family. She should go to the eldest of the brothers in this family and he should stand in place of his deceased brother. But if the man doesn't want to have children with this woman, the wife of the woman should go to the gates and to the elders of the city and say, my brother has refused to take the place of his brother's name. And after that, the brother will have announced that he does not want to take her and he will take off a shoe and the wife of the deceased brother will spit in this man's shoe and she will say, 
he does not want to build the household of his brother. And then his name in Israel will forever be called the household of the one whose shoe was removed. The next section is the penalty for embarrassment. So if two men are fighting with each other and they're physically fighting and they're getting in the al this altercation and all of a sudden one of the men's wives comes and tries to help her husband and she reaches out her hand and she accidentally grabs her husband's private parts, then this was done with her own hands and you should not look at her with pity. The next section talks about correct weights and measurements. So you should not keep in your pocket when you walk around two identical weights that in actuality one is bigger and one is smaller. Um, and in the same way, you should not keep in your house two identical weights that one is bigger and one is smaller. You should have correct weights and correct measurements. So you should have a prolonged life uh, in the land that Hashem has given you and you should not act dishonestly because uh, anybody who acts dishonestly is going against God. The last section of this parsha, the last section of this aliyah, is remembering Amalek. You should remember what Amalek did to you when you came out of Egypt, that they attacked you from behind and killed the weak people, and they did not fear God. So, when God gives you all this land and all this inheritance, you must remember to erase the name of Amalek and do not forget. This was Parsha Kitetse on Pure Lip Shot. I'm Tony Newmark. Have a great Shabbat.